Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 74. On today's mini episode of the RB Entrepreneur, I'm going to be a massive hypocrite and talk about why I think blogging is a terrible business. The past year on the show, I brought on people like Michelle from Making Sense of Sense, who have built an amazing income while she's out RVing from her blog. And I've talked about how Alyssa and I have worked towards building more passive income and even some really cool opportunities that blogging has led to, like us going out and doing Hourly America and writing posts about our experiences working hourly jobs across the country and how we were able to bring in some of our very first income on the road through freelance blogging. But if we're being honest, like taking a step back from blogging as a whole, I want to talk about why I think it's actually a really terrible business in and of itself today. The idea of blogging sounds great. You wake up, write some posts, influence a lot of people. You know, all these people read your posts. It's not just your mom. And you can leisurely write stories from places like the Tetons or Glacier National Park. And the idea of passive income sounds really great, just like waking up and writing. Or the idea of the four-hour work week. Thanks a lot for that, Tim Ferriss. But the reality of blogging is anybody who's listening to this, has act- who's actually been blogging for a while, knows it is not that glamorous. I first started blogging back in 2011. I had a t-shirt clothing line called Aristo Movement. Uh, I don't want to go into the details, but I had a t-shirt clothing line back in college and I started a little blog with it. And since then, I've had several different blogs that have went on different iterations, that had different purposes, and written hundreds of posts, honed my craft as a writer, and learned other various skills that you need to run a blog, like basic SEO, social media, and things like that. And blogging is still not a major, major portion of our income, at least the type of passive income that you think typically when you think of a blog like advertising affiliate income and things like that it's still a very minuscule part of our business and even though it's been growing for the amount of hours that we've disproportionately put into it over the past six years it is not that much so why am i bashing on the business of blogging in this episode because i think people have a false perception of what it means to earn income as a blogger which is something along the lines of write content find your niche and throw up amazon affiliate links and rake in the dough but i want to share the truth at least from my personal experience and I hope they don't piss off too many people in this episode so here are a few reasons why i think blogging is a terrible business one blogging takes a ridiculously long amount of time i started my first blog back in 2011 as i mentioned and then wrote fairly consistent through 2012, 2013, and then began devoting my almost my full-time attention to it back in 2014 when we left for Hourly America. This meant hundreds of posts over the past few years. A minimum of writing and editing a blog is at least two hours, but on some occasions, especially doing guest posts, I would easily spend over eight hours to make it really refined and honed in. If you look at the blog income we've made from the maybe the five to seven affiliate posts we have on our website, it's not that much uh, return on investment from that amount of time. Another reason blogging is not a great business is you can make a lot more money doing other things. The first guest posts I wrote for other blogs were $35, which at the time I was really happy about. However, now our daily rate for a video shoot is $1,200 to $1,500. My web developer friends easily charge more than $100 per hour for their work. So if finances are a strong motivator, I think I think you'd be better off pouring your time into a skill that was a higher return on investment. Another reason is it's crazy, crazy competitive. According to Statista.com, as of 2017, there are over 345 million blogs. So in order to stand out, you not only have to be a rock star at copywriting, basic online marketing, which includes SEO, WordPress skills, social, you also have to have something really valuable to say. 
a great story, a skill that you can teach to others, expertise that you can teach. So you have to be an expert in two areas, blogging and then the thing that you're actually blogging about. And the last reason, monetization, once you do succeed, or if you succeed, is tricky. Like I said, several years that we've poured into our blog, and as of combining our blogs this past October, we have tripled our traffic and we're nearing 100,000 page views a month, which is really cool. However, we've never thrown up ads and actually have no high-priced products or anything that we're selling from the site. We're in this weird phase where we're working with some sponsors, have a few endorsed products like Passport America and the WeBoost who's sponsoring the podcast, but actually trying to monetize efforts in an authentic way on a blog that doesn't ruin trust with people in in your community is really difficult. And I've seen a lot of people that throw up these ridiculous $5,000 courses or endorse things I know are crap or they don't believe in. And that's my worst fear and just something I'm so hyper against that maybe it's caused some hesitation moving forward. Once you get a tiny bit of success in the space, you have to completely relearn how to transition all that hard work into more of an ongoing revenue stream. Something without overselling or being grimy, which is not an easy thing to do. Blogging is a tough game, and I think it really helps to know what you're getting into before you dive into it in the first place. And as far as reasons why a lot of blogs fail, it's going to be, gosh, there's probably a million different reasons why blogs fail. But in my experience, there's a few big ones. And one is it's easy to worry about a bunch of stupid stuff in the beginning that doesn't matter at all. I got caught up in the minutia of like having a great theme on my site, plugins, and having somebody design a $300 logo on 99designs for me when I first got started when nobody was even reading my blog. It was stupid. Uh, Plus, I didn't have the skills as a copywriter. My time in the beginning would have been much better spent just honing those baseline skills and working about all these other distractions that didn't matter and wouldn't make or break me. Two is a lack of consistency. This is more of a tactic, but it's a tactic that matters. I don't think it's possible to succeed in any medium without showing up consistently, whether that's once per week, daily, or whatever. And I know for me, that was something that I struggled with in the very beginning. I was working a full-time job. I was trying to wake up early in the morning and do some writing or do it in the evenings. But it's hard because if I don't write, nobody cares. Nobody's there to read it. And except for maybe my mom or Alyssa at the time, because they're the only ones reading my blog. So it's hard to be consistent. The last reason I've seen a lot of blogs fail is because they never find a niche or provide enough value or entertainment. I can't tell you how many freaking online marketer blogs I've seen over the past four to five years since I've been kind of in this space. Everybody and their mom is an online digital or internet marketer. And when I first got into it, I didn't understand, like, what does this even mean to be in it? I still don't really understand what they're talking about. But there's a million of them out there, and none of them are any different than the others. And so I think that's one reason that a lot of people struggle to do well in blogging is because everybody does the exact same thing. They they find a blog, they start reading it, they like what this other person's doing, and then they decide they're going to go do the exact same thing. But it's just there's no really any difference there. There's no reason for other people to follow that new blog that is the same exact thing as like a million other blogs. So that's another reason I've seen a lot of blogs fail. And I'm sure there are more reasons, but these are definitely some of the main ones I've seen. And I'm not trying to be discouraged for anybody who is out there trying to start a blog. But I don't want to look back on this podcast and feel like a jerkwad for trying to put blogging up on this pedestal and say, yeah, it is really cool and all these other things, but also here's the reasons why there are over 300 million blogs out there and a small minuscule fraction of people actually earn their full-time income because it's hard as crap. It's really difficult. And the ironic and hypocritical part of this episode is that after I click publish in iTunes, I'll probably open up a Google Word doc and start writing a blog post. So why after everything I just mentioned, do we still blog? 
Uh, three reasons. One reason is we've invested a lot of time into it over the past six years, and we're finally starting to see some of that return on investment, albeit small in proportion to time investment. But you know, we're starting to get some traction and community, and we've met so many people from it. And so this has been a really cool benefit of us sticking with it over time. Another reason is I enjoy writing. Every morning I wake up, I write in my OneNote, and I've been doing that since probably about the time right before we got married. And so waking up every morning and writing is something nobody even sees that. So there's not this external motivation of people seeing it. I enjoy writing down my thoughts, things I'm learning and documenting that. So it's that's been a good motivator to stick with it over time. And I want to continue to hone that craft of writing, whether it's to publish a book one day or not. I don't really care. It's been fun to learn how to be a better writer. And also the other various things I've learned, I've enjoyed learning SEO, building how to build a basic website on WordPress and what plugins you can use and how to make it look better and removing these sidebars. A lot of these things that I kind of geek out about, I, I enjoy that process. And I, I think in my personal experience, it's been it's really important to enjoy the process of whatever it is you're sticking with over a really long time. And I think if you have your own personal reasons to start a blog and you feel you can stick with it over the long haul and keep going despite my undying optimism today, then I want to make sure and leave you guys with something that's actually actionable if you want to keep building a blog and succeed in this space. I don't want to just be a Debbie Downer and just say that sucks, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> I actually want to share with you something that I think can be helpful uh, as you're moving forward if you decide to stick with this. So while back, I interviewed Michelle from Making Sense of Sense on the podcast, who is probably my most successful blogger friends. And I listed nine things that pretty much you have to do if you're a blogger, things like providing value, etc. And I asked her to list them out in order of what she felt was the most important things at the top going to the least important things, but still relatively important for all of them. And I really agree with a lot of the things that she put on this list as far as the order goes, and I wanted to share them with you guys as something that you can be thinking about as you're moving forward. So the nine most important things you need to do in order to succeed at blocking. Number one, provide value for your readers. I think if you were to do nothing else at all, just showing up every day and asking how you're providing value, whether it's through entertainment, for me, what that looks like, uh, just to be real tactical, is every time before I write a blog, I say, I want to be humble, helpful, and honest. And in parentheses, I don't know why, but I write vulnerable. It's not alliterative, so I feel like I need to <laughs> put it to the side. So these are my values that I try to put into writing and also try to insert them into podcasting and things like that. So that's my thought every time is try to show up and serve, try to provide something of value, because if I don't do that, none of this other stuff matters. Number two, trust with your readers. If they don't trust you, they won't buy from you. They won't read your stuff because they think you're a slimy idiot. So that's pretty straightforward. Number three, connecting with other like-minded bloggers. This is, she ranked this up there really important. I don't know if I'd put this at number three, but it is super important because these people can help support you. They can encourage you. They can share best practices with you. They can post your stuff. But honestly, something that I thought in the beginning that has changed over time, I thought, oh, I need to connect with these other bloggers because maybe I can do a guest post for them. And this was pretty high up there on the list of things I would like to do. But I realized that that was actually a really small benefit of becoming friends with other bloggers and people in my space. What I what I most admire now, and it's not just me saying this, is the fact that I can be friends with them and have that mutual level of support when things get hard or just understanding and learning from them. Like very few of them do I ever actually feel the need to reach out to on an ongoing basis as a, hey man, can I write a guest post for your blog? There's a lot of them I could do that if I wanted to, but I just, you don't, you realize over time that that doesn't make or break anything. It's a tactic and it doesn't move the mark that much if you're not showing up and doing your own thing. Number four, knowing your niche. 
This is important. I've talked about this. I'm not going to dig into it that much more, but it's important to know your niche. It's hard to find. For us, I didn't know what my blog was going to be about the first year that I was doing it. But after Hourly America, I realized more people resonated with the RV stuff I was posting. And it felt weird to like go into this whole RVing niche. Alyssa totally didn't want to. She thought it was dumb. She said, I'm never going to have a whole blog about RVing. Now we have a whole blog about RVing. So I, I did that based off of demand and what people actually wanted to read about. It wasn't necessarily my personal biggest passion in the world at the time, and it's kind of grown uh, over the past couple of years. So it is important to know your niche. I went off of results and things that people liked. Number five, have a nice looking website. This is number five. A lot of people probably rank it as number one when they first get started. But the truth is I've seen a lot of really crappy websites that do well. It's important. It's nice to have. But if you don't do the things above this, then it's not going to make or break you. So number six, social media. A lot of people are building their whole followings and stuff on social media. I won't pretend to be an expert, but social media is important. It's not just for distribution. It's for building relationships. It's for getting to know people intimately who are reading your blog or potentially going to read your blog one day. You build a relationship with them over time, and maybe after talking with them for a month in a Facebook group and commenting on their posts or tweeting at them, maybe eventually they go read your blog and realize that you actually have one. And so those things take, they take time. Number seven, guest posting on successful sites. This is great. And once you have enough base of posts, you can reach out to people who have bigger followings, not just other bloggers, but you know, Huffington Post, Forbes, whoever, and try to get featured on bigger sites if you, if you know your niche and that can be helpful. Number eight, focusing on growing your email list. This is great because you own it. We talked about this in a recent episode with Tim from Lead Pages. If you want to listen to that, you can go back and check it out on why email list is so important. And nine, consistently showing up and posting content. It's pretty straightforward. The more you show up over time, the faster you post things, the more you get them out there, the more you're going to learn, the better writer you'll become. And uh, and looking back over the past years, that's probably something I'm most proud about is I can look at how many posts we've published each year. And that's a metric of success. The, the numbers and stats are cool and everything. But if I look back on the things I'm most proud of, it's showing up week to week and consistently pushing that content out there. So again, I wanted this to at least be helpful for you guys. If it wasn't discouraging, at least in the first part, at least there was some helpful stuff for people that do want to stick with blogging. But I just want to be realistic with you guys because I care about y'all. And it's not just me BSing. I know a lot of you guys are wanting to start blogs and you're looking at this to maybe be a passive revenue generator while you're on the road. So you got to have a realistic perspective of what it takes going into it. And I think if nothing else, that that realistic perspective helps you moving forward rather than hurts you. All right, that's all for today's mini episode. And thank you guys for listening. Hope you all have an awesome weekend. Would love to hear from you. Please leave a review in iTunes and subscribe. Helps more people find the show. I'll see you all next time on the RB Entrepreneur Podcast.